going crazy. We're not going bananas. We're going a sh- Welcome to another episode of Going Ape Shh. I'm your host, Everbrilla, the Gorilla, and it has been a while. I know, I know, I know. I thought I would have some content for you right off the bat in January. Didn't happen, unfortunately, and I've just been bogged down and rather busy with work, working the two jobs, and, well, uh, you know, some emails have been sent out, unfortunately. They don't necessarily always get returned, so fingers crossed some of those get returned rather quickly. But I am back. First episode, obviously, I didn't plan for it to come out right at the very end of March. I was hoping for a lot sooner than that, but, uh, yeah, nonetheless, I got the chance to talk to to Earl Pereira, who is the lead singer of The Steadies. Now, The Steadies, well, Earl was a member of Widemouth Mason, the three-time Juno-nominated act. And, well, we got the chance to talk a lot about, uh, well, how The Steadies formed, which, uh, you know, led to some discussions of Widemouth Mason. We obviously did talk about, uh, well, he did visit Tantel in Saskatchewan, one of the few people uh, I can say may have done that. And, uh, yeah. Lots of good fun. Great conversation with him. They are obviously coming up my way to Peace River. They are playing the Peace River Brewing and Distillery on April 6th, which will be well thir- this Thursday coming up, which is going to be a lot of fun to get the chance to check out that show. Uh, I just got to swap a shift at my uh, part-time job, and I can get to go see that. Should be good times. Should be real good times doing that. Yeah, and they got their new single coming out, which can be pre-saved. I'll be sure to have a link uh, up with the episode, so you can always go pre-save that. Obviously, I'll share that pre-save link as well over on my socials. Uh, You know, nice little uh, way to help promote this band. Earl, great guy. Enough talking from me. Let's just get into the conversation with Earl Pereira of The Steadies. All right, well, it's great to be joined by Earl Pereira. How's everything going, man? Things are great, man. Just uh, enjoying the sunny Saskatoon right now. Oh, it's, uh, well, we were having some snow here today, so still randomly. (laughs) Oh, wait, whereabouts are you again? Uh, Peace River. Oh, that's right, of course. Yeah, Peace River. You guys are getting dumped on. Uh, Not really. It was just like... It's like light stuff, like after how long there was like next to nothing had built up. But it's just like, I thought we were past this already. I thought we were on our way to springtime. What's going on here? I know. I don't know what's going on, man. But I, hopefully by the time we get there next week, it's going to be not like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope so, too. I hope so, too. I'm getting ready to start walking to work, not uh, having to drive because it's minus 10, 15 out. So. Oh, no. That's Yeah, that's the winter. What the hell? Yeah. I don't know, man. You are up north, though. Yeah, that is true. I got dumped on in uh, Algonquin Park at one point. It was funny because we were messing around with these Americans that were on this trip with us. Oh, yeah, it's un natural that there's no snow right now don't worry it's gonna come down throughout the weekend literally we're on our way back from a canoe trip we got a whole day of paddling ahead we're about 25 50 feet off the shore and it just starts coming down the one guy just has shorts so he's like freezing and oh oh, yeah well i mean we'll we'll I can guarantee we'll bring the warm, the steadies will bring the warm weather. <laughs> we have to, man. It's, it's our, it's our, it'll come, it'll come with the sound. Oh, that's great to hear, man. Uh, yeah. So you are the lead singer of the steadies. Uh, how exactly did that group uh, come about? Were they kind of already a group? when you joined them or did you sort of co-found them like you did wide mouth mason yeah i pretty much did it went right from uh when leaving wide mouth to to start the steadies 
kind of kind of happened very very quick after i left i had already kind of had my own band but um it was uh it wasn't the steadies yet and uh i wanted to have another band that was gonna make a serious run and you know at the next chapter of my career so yeah it became it became the steadies and uh you know we were off and running right away in 2011 2012 so yeah it's been we've been doing it for 10 years but there's been a lot of different a lot of different people in the band since I started it. Uh, so I'm pretty happy that, you know, the last four plus years have been the same lineup. So, I mean, what's that like going from a band that uh, you were nominated for three Juno Awards? So there was some uh, definitely an established following to almost starting fresh again. It's just, It was a challenge, you know, and it was it was. Uh... It was a hard decision. It was, it was kind of uh, almost, in a way, a bit scary to do because of multiple multiple reasons. You know, me me leaving like creatively, I was I was ready to do something of my own. Definitely, um, I just felt like my uh, my role in 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 Wide Mouth just it wasn't fulfilling me enough on the creative side. Um, and I had been in that band for so long, man. So it's you know I think that's just kind of a normal way to feel after 17 years of being in the same band uh, since I was 18 years old, right? So um, so that wasn't the problem, but it was more so like uh, a couple things like like you said we had an established fan base we were one of the bigger bands in in canada um definitely had a reputation for our live show and uh the fact that we we're even more a bit more of an international band than some of the others have you know having gone overseas and played on some big international stages and stuff like that so that was with the hard it was leaving the fans I think that was the hardest thing for me, especially when, you know, they they don't really know what's going on. We didn't even get to do a last farewell tour or anything like that. It was just one day I wasn't there. And uh, that's not the way I wanted it to go down, but that's the way it happened. And, uh, you know, some bands break up and everyone's all good and supports each other. And some bands break up and it's like a bad divorce and, and people are fighting and lawyers are involved. So that's unfortunately the way ours went down. And then, all, all, of course, the the financial side, right? You've got like secure income for you know monthly income to to to, to not to all of a sudden like you're st basically starting your business and and a new career so that that was uh, <laughs> that wasn't easy and you got you know bills to pay and mortgages and things like that so definitely um i i thank i thank the lord i, ha I had a house because <laughs> that, that saved me oh uh, yeah because i mean at some point you guys even played tant talon saskatchewan as i remember as a kid my uncle would because he had the keys to everything because he would help out around the small little village and yeah. uh oh yeah he'd show us the picture wide mouth mason yeah they came here and played this this and that the photo i believe is still up at the rink there in tantalon so <laughs> no that's funny like i i remember that show because i was kind of dating a gal that was from there <laughs> That was her hometown, and she was there at that show. So, oh, wow. so I do remember that show. Yeah. Now I'm trying to figure out if I was if I'm related to that person. I'm related to a lot of people in that area. <laughs> I don't want to say your name. <laughs> I'll tell you after. Oh man, I didn't. I never heard that part of any story. So yeah, yeah. Might be safe on not the person not being related to me, but. Uh... <laughs> Hopefully not, man. Hopefully, <laughs> there was at one point where, like, you know, just going to the bar when I'd go there to visit family, because where a lot of my family on my mom's side's from, it'd be like, I can't even try to hit on somebody at the bar, because odds are I'm related to them. <laughs> <laughs> See, okay, at least I didn't have that problem. <laughs> it's a bigger problem for you than it would be for me dating someone from there, that's for sure. Yeah, but yeah, you know, we, we, we played everywhere, man. We played, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, uh, 
it was uh, we did a lot of shows i think um i don't know it's it's a ridiculous number that doesn't even sound real but <laughs> I, I was pr- it was pretty much around the two, 2000 show mark with that band oh, okay i can believe that yeah right I, you know people that know us believe it um i had someone uh, i don't know i think i posted on facebook or something and some dude got on there and just started like calling me out on on uh, that's bullshit you know there's no way you played that many shows and I'm like, dude, do you know what band I was in? <laughs> my first, my first two years of being signed, we were playing, we played 300 shows a year, so that's oh yeah, that, that's a lot. Yeah, hmm. I know a buddy of mine's a country musician, so he's he just he makes his money from playing shows, so he just keeps doing show after show after show after show after show. His schedule's yeah, pretty and nuts. <laughs> and there you go. So like starting a brand new band, you know, I had to I had to play a lot more shows to make up that that income of only having to play a few, but you're making a lot off of the few because you're a bigger band, right? To be you know a brand new band, and and you're just you're back to the hustle and grind again. But you know, I embrace the challenge. And, uh, and I think it's been great because 10 years, I thought I was hoping it wouldn't take quite as long, but uh, I don't think COVID helped. Um, kind of derailed us a little bit. Um, but, you know, I wanted to build this band up to that same level and feeling I had. Um, obviously, a completely different band, but, you know, the feeling when I was when I was young and Widemouth was a was ready to break out and, you, and I felt confident and so sure that we were going to do it uh, because I was just so... Like I said, I just believed in and how good we were and how good our music was, and I just felt like we had we put the time and work in that uh, things were gonna were gonna take off, and then and sure enough, they did. Right uh, with the steadies, it's it's taken a lot longer for me to to get to that point of feeling that way. Um, you know, just when things were starting to ramp up and, and go well in 2017, uh, my the, my music partner, uh, my my best bud that I started the band with passed away suddenly we had just come back from touring uh asia which was we've been working towards doing that for years and we finally got to do it and it was amazing and we get back and a month later he dies so so that was that was tough because i you know obviously had to take some time off and rethink what what to do next and um funny uh, ironically enough that's kind of when me and my old wide nut bandmates started to talk again because they they had heard he passed away and and reached out to me and uh that was that was pretty nice like i i thought that was that was cool you know yeah that they that they they cared enough to to reach out after all these years that we hadn't talked you know so um yeah then yeah then rebuilding things and finding a new guitarist um luckily found two um almost needed two to fill in juice's shoes his name was juice juice lee um and then, yeah, then things started going well again. We released a record in 2019. Um, I was really proud of it and happy about it and excited to get on the road and tour and then COVID. <laughs> so <laughs> the last few years have been a challenge and a struggle, to say the least. And uh, yeah, to still be, you know, have the fortitude to push forward and for- and, and, and still having that belief that we were going to get there and then to feel you know in the last summer i just felt like we played so many great shows and and uh, big festivals and in front of some bigger crowds and um great cup i just was like you know we're we're there i feel like i have that same feeling that i had 
when I was much younger man that studies are ready to break out. I mean, does it help at all, like being able to advertise that, you know, you were part of Wide Mouth Mason when you're establishing a new group? Like, so maybe some people will go, oh, yeah, he's from there. Yeah, this will be good. Or... Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean that, that's that's huge, and and not only not only for uh, reputation, um, but promoters would know that. Oh, if it's me from Wide Mouth, it's going to be professional and uh, and high quality, right? Yeah. Um, even though it's a totally different sound, totally different band. Um, yeah, it definitely it definitely helped for them to know that, and it did help get other opportunities because if I wasn't in that band or wasn't who I was, it would be much harder. But having said that, like it didn't really affect how much people, uh, promoters and buyers were paying us. Like it's not like because I was from Widemouth they were going to give us thousands of dollars to play a gig, right? Yeah. It's it it's still like okay, well it's great that you're from that band, but his this is our budget. And uh, so it wasn't great. You know, we had to build up this band um, to, you know, so we could establish ourselves, prove ourselves so that, you know, the next time we come around uh, and play that same place, the the promoter's like, okay, well, you know, sorry, we paid you so little the first time around, but now we know how good it actually is and everyone loves it. So then, 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 then the pay starts going up. Right. So that's, yeah. yeah so, but it, it did, it didn't hurt. Uh, some cases it doesn't help at all just because some people don't even remember the band or know, or know it, right? If we're dealing with some younger uh, promoters and colleges and things like that, they have no idea. It was before their time. I mean, how would you exactly describe the Steady's music? Because I've seen it described as island rock, pop rock, world beat, funk, and reggae. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how I would ever describe that to somebody without playing them the songs. Yeah, I think, I mean, island rock is, is kind of the the genre we created for our sound so a simple way to tell people what it is and all the other things you described kind of fall under island rock right that's what if someone's like well what is it then you can say oh it's a mix of pop rock punk reggae world music you know um yeah that's uh that's kind of that's that's what i uh, that's me you know that's what i that's who i am that's what i love that's the the style that that the band um of the band sound is is definitely comes from from what I what I love and, and of course the the guys in the group contribute to that too they all have their own influences and but you know I, I purposely made the band have one I wanted it to have its own sound so it's like not all over the place right yeah versatile enough but still have parameters around it so that um, we could really hone in on 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 doing something uh, of our own you know so i think the mistake not mistake but the the problem wide mouth had early in her in her career was um it was kind of all, all everywhere you know um so radio and and people just didn't know where what to do with us right it's like are they a pop band are they a rock band like what is this you know and and, and it's really hard to, when you're in a band to to have to, to cater to a specific genre i mean we we don't have an easy time with that as a steadies either but at least it's you know the name and the sound and everything sort of all fits together and it, it just it makes sense especially when people see us play okay i mean does that make it hard at all to try to attract any radio play if that's something I don't know how many artists still gun for radio play over streaming these days, but sort of having that sort of sound makes it almost limited to almost independent, like indie stations type music. 
Right. Yeah. I mean, um, for sure. It, it's, it's, it's not easy. And even like, a, let's say a Juno's right. The categories, um, it's like radio, right? It's like, you gotta be in fit into this specific category and we don't really fit into any of those categories. So it's like, it's good and bad. It's, 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 challenging because yeah you don't fit into anything specific but it's also good because that means you don't sound like anything else so yes there's a trade-off there what i like to believe is that at least the, the music we're making is is um still accessible it's still um mainstream in a way that uh i think anybody could really get into it um so that's why I say playing live is, is the best way to experience the studies. Because uh, let's say we're playing a, a music festival that has all kinds of bands on it. You know, we that's kind of where we thrive because the energy of our show and our music really comes across with the live energy and um, and everyone can get into it. If Whether you're any color, age, gender, music taste, there's a chance, a good chance you're going to dig something that we do. And uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't want to change it. That's just, I'd rather have it be this way than just be a straight up rock band that only fits in the rock category or a pop band that's only fits in the pop category, right? Gives us more appeal, I think. Okay. Now, what can people ex expect from a live show? Because you are coming up my way to Peace River, playing the Priest River Brewing and Distillery on april yeah. 6th there so what yeah. can people going to that show expect they expect to have a blast it's gonna be <laughs> yeah they expect to have a really good time it's it's definitely not gonna be boring you know it's gonna be it's gonna be fun uh the music is just upbeat and positive makes you feel good it gets you out of your seat um makes you want to have a couple drinks <laughs> <laughs> right when you're feeling good all of a sudden you're having a couple drinks so i'm excited uh the i heard good things about the above that place and I, I think it's the perfect type of venue and uh that peace river needed especially once the um, bell center shut down um and needed another venue for live music and, and they've been great to deal with and uh yeah some some of the local some local musicians are going to be playing open for us uh so like rylan crawford and and some of his musical pals are going to be playing and, and they're also talented too i remember him when he was still a teenager because i used to come up to peace river and be a part of the songwriters music conference oh, okay in like the early 2000 from like 2011 to like 2016 or 17 i was i was doing it so coming up every year and um in the studies you know we would come up and 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 do stuff uh involved with the conference or at the bell center or with the underground society uh it's just it's just been a while we haven't been there <laughs> since, since pre-covid and decided to to reestablish ourselves uh in, in peace country now i'm gonna guess we're gonna hear the new song that's being released uh on april 14th is it phyophobia i don't, don't want to mispronounce this one here but uh yeah yeah i mean Philophobia or philophobia? It's, it's oh, I forgot to write really the L. Which, I'm not really sure which <laughs> which one and how to actually say it perfectly, but uh, yeah, that's that's the title. It's um, it's it's hidden radio across Canada and the U.S. So hopefully we can get some some traction with it. Um, it is a little more rocky than than some of our other stuff. 
Um, but that we do have that side to us. I mean, I'm still a rock and roll guy at heart, so it's that energy is going to come out in our music. But as far as like uh, it fitting on the radio, like uh, it's already getting played here in Saskatoon on our rock station. Oh, nice. So, so that's great. Yeah. And uh, hopefully we can get her going. Uh, someone from the radio station, rock station in Peace River just started following us. Uh, that's so me. Gonna, oh, is that you? That's me. Yeah. No way. <laughs> I didn't know that was also you. Yeah, so, that's me. <laughs> so that's awesome, man. I was about to reach out to, to you, apparently not knowing it was you, to, uh, to get her... Uh, to get her some spins and, and test it out um, but I, I think it's I think it could work on, on rock and alternative stations um, college radio as well oh that's great to hear uh, yeah it's always so funny yeah it ends up being me <laughs> <laughs> that's good man. that's awesome uh, so do you guys actually used to be called Mo Badass or did I misread that somewhere yeah it was Mo Badass that was my that was the project I had while I was still in Wide Mouth because oh, okay. the, you know towards the mid to late 2000s um, I uh, Wide Mouth just started we just started not playing as much the the guys in the group were settling down with with families and having kids and we were just um not busy like i'm used to being yeah you know from playing 200 shows a year to about 25 so um which is not good for the bank account (laughs) <laughs> and and and, uh, and not only that i just like staying busy right i like i love to play so i had started mo badass as a band um with my with friends uh even like cousins uh that have been in that band uh, it was an, uh, also a band that had many different members that would filter in and out with me being the the constant but it was also an outlet for me to be able to um release my the songs that i wrote that that didn't really work in wide mouth so i i, I still would well i want to i still believe that people i want the, these songs heard so i need a new band to release them as and we would play uh snowboarding uh ski resorts was, was kind of the main thing for Mobadas. We'd, we'd play banff and jaspers and canmores and panoramas and things like that and um and it really fit because the style of music that band was is still what the steadies is it's still island rock right you know when, and and then when we play covers it's like sublime and bob marley and police and stuff like that so yeah it was basically a band i started so we could go snowboarding for free <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's expensive to go do it but hey if we're playing gigs yeah. it pays for everything right i used to live in whistler so uh <laughs> i got some idea what it costs <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly and then when it came time to like move on from from my old band and do my own thing i was like okay well i have my badass but it wasn't really meant to be a super serious thing because well, obviously the name right yeah so <laughs> it's gonna be hard to get nominated for junos if you're called Mo badass <laughs> And and I think people it confused people as far as like the band sound. I, I heard some people thought we were gonna be like rap rock or like hip hop or or something like that. So I'm like, okay, well we need a new name. It needs a name that's that fits what we actually sound like. And that's that's where the studies came from. Okay. So I was reading that, I'm going, Okay, I get where the name's coming from here. Mo badass, I get that. I don't know if it was just because during the pandemic I started watching drag race and some of that and I'm just like, Oh, this almost sounds like it could be a drag queen's name and uh <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> not, not, didn't, it just didn't really make sense to a lot of people. And for me, I picked it because it was more of like an inside inside joke. Yeah, because um, I was talking to uh, Prevail before, who was part of Swollen Members. It wasn't until yeah, I was talking to him that 
I was like, oh, that's what the name meant. Because he has an act that's sort of a fusion of a uh, many different genres called XL the Band. So I was wondering, okay, do you, is it get mixed up with Extra Large the Band or something? And he's like, oh, no, Excel as in to like excel at something. And I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, that, that's the that's the tricky thing with, with marketing yourself. A name's really important. You know, ma- making it and, and in the music industry and establishing yourself is already hard enough. Don't make it harder on yourself by picking a name that is just going to confuse people. You want you want a, a name that's going to make it make sense where everyone can remember you, remember it. And when they hear it and hear your sound, they're like, oh, yeah. That, that makes sense. Yeah. Now, I mean, mm. was it with the steadies that you got to uh, jam out with, uh, is it KJ Appa from the Riverdale show? Was that with the steadies then? Yeah, it was because that was just before COVID. Okay. So it was it was the winter, uh, uh, yeah, before the pandemic. So, um, yeah, we were playing in Vancouver at my, my favorite spot. And um, it's kind of like the hot spot to play in Gastown called the Gilton Company. And... Um, uh, you know, I I, I'm, I hate to admit, but I actually watched Riverdale. <laughs> so I, I, I had to stop. It was terrible. After a while, I, I'm seen, just, yeah, I can't I had, keep watching this. I know. I had seen season one, and uh, I was started, I got up to season two, and um, so I, I was kind of part way through. So I, I kind of knew the show. I knew who he was. I knew that he could play. And um, after our first set at in Gilton Co, I, I could see he was on the dance floor with with his buddies singing along to oh, nice. so yeah when we when, when we play some mashups and throw in some some cover tunes mixed in with our originals they would they would be singing along because they're usually songs that everyone knows right yeah and uh right i went up to him right away like he was standing in the dance floor right in front of me and uh i just i said to him hey man do you want to like do you want to sit in for the next set and he and his immediate reaction was like are you serious that's what he says to me <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, like we got an amp, we got an extra guitar. He and he told me he'd been trying to play with bands there for the last while because they, they do the filming there, and that's yeah. where he likes to go after after they film to go see live music because he's I think he'd rather be a musician than an actor, you know. <laughs> yeah. And um, so, and, but he said nobody would let, no one's let me up yet to play. And so I'm like, well, I'm I'm let, not just letting you, I'm inviting you. So come and play. And I'm like, I know I know you can play. So I'll just shout the key and the chords at you and we'll, let's just have some fun and he's like sweet and uh yeah he got up there and <laughs> i screwed him over the first song and he got up there because I, I told him like the the key it was in uh i said i think i said e minor uh because the first chord of the song is e minor but that's not the key the song was in oh so he was playing really badly and struggling to figure out the music and my drummer looked at me and was like who the f- who the, f- who the f is this guy you know like <laughs> didn't even know who he was right and i'm like oh, no 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 it's fine it's fine I'm like, and then it dawned on me like oh my god i told him the wrong key so then i shouted him the right one and then he started ripping <laughs> and and the crowd went wild and actually the whole i didn't realize it until part way through the set but the whole riverdale cast was there oh wow all the girls betty was filming us play and yeah so it was pretty cool man and and he played the whole set and actually have it um these super fans of ours film every time we play at gilton co okay. and the last time we played in vancouver they brought me a dvd thing oh by the way remember that show you did with kj uh we've got it all on a dvd oh so nice. actually actually have that so i might uh pop it in and, and do some video editing and and, and 
and put some clips of it out uh, just for fun. But it got a lot of attention. I mean, I got a call from TMZ, like the TMZ, the next yeah. day and did an interview with them. And uh, they did a whole spread on us and KJ and they were calling it KJ and KJ and this or no Archie and the Steadies. <laughs> You know, and then all of a sudden, all these news articles, news outlets uh, started picking up on the story, and it just kind of like kind of went viral for a while. That was just unfortunately we weren't able to fully capitalize on it because the best thing we could have done to capitalize on it was to collaborate with him yeah. on some, which I tried to do, and he agreed to do. But when it came time to actually doing it, I guess you know there's there's a lot more handlers involved in his life. Oh, and, I know that feeling. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Uh, as the months go by, the bigger he was getting. Next thing you know, he's on he's on the Tonight Show, and he's like, he just exploded, right? Yeah. So there's no way they were letting him make a song with with us, right? Feeling, Unfortunately, yeah. yeah. So that's too bad. But uh, but that, that was they're still really cool to do, and it, and it and it did help us. That's for sure. Our followers like tripled after we did that. Yeah. Jeez. Hopefully, uh, I don't know how much longer Riverdale has left. So uh, who knows? Maybe he'll uh, come back around and do it <laughs> this time this time around yeah, you never know i know he's got a band that he tours with when he's when he's not doing that so you know his music is still a big part of it and my guitarists and him really got along they all they all they're fans of a lot of the same stuff they both love john mayer and and um so they really hit it off but yeah maybe someday you never know but yeah. that's that's just a good example of like capitalizing on opportunities and just you know jamming having have fun with people because you never know what can come out of it yeah you never know i mean was uh i was down at the ccmas they were in calgary and when i found out alexander ludwig was going to be playing a show down there i kept trying to interview him i couldn't get my emails returned and then i met him and he was down to do everything and then just at a certain point the handlers just got involved and got it in the way and yeah that just <laughs> that just sucks man that's too yeah. bad yeah well i did I share the that. photographs i took because i was there with, as media so i was able yeah. to have my legit camera and of all the photos he could have chosen to do i posted some and he re he was using mine so i'm like okay dang <laughs> yeah well kj posted um a video of him uh playing with us on his instagram and it got like three million views oh dang there you like go on, on instagram which yeah. is like ridiculous that's that's as viral as you can go on, <laughs> on, on that platform especially back then when it was like actual video views there wasn't reels yet oh, and, yeah. and, and video views weren't something that you could get a lot get forget very much of no matter how how big you were right yeah but um yeah and then all of a sudden all these riverdale fans um flooded our DMs like, are you his band? Who are you? What is this? We love you guys. You know, it's just like, oh my god, it's happening. Oh, I'm almost surprised he didn't get you guys to be featured on the show in some way, just in the background or something. Just yeah, I don't know. Like, again, I don't think that stuff's up to him. And and <laughs> uh, yeah, unfortunately, that's that's as far as that went. But still, still a good a good thing to have happened. Oh, yeah, I'd say so. All right, <laughs> I'm just gonna fire off some rapid fire questions here because uh, I've taken up quite a bit of your time here. So, uh... no worries, man. <laughs> All right, uh, what's your go-to karaoke song? Go-to karaoke song. Hmm, I've got a, I've got a few uh but it would probably be i don't know may maybe i'd say little red corvette by prince oh wow there you go pancakes or waffles waffles okay uh go to drink like alcoholic drink sure or if you don't drink something else uh i'd say a dark and stormy okay 
didn't yeah, know what those started. were until my buddy that's all like at a certain point he went drinking with me so he stopped drinking uh and then if he wasn't have a drink that's pretty much all he would order so <laughs> yeah that's it I'm a, I'm a big ginger beer guy oh, okay <laughs> uh if you could be any kind of cookie what kind of cookie would you be Ooh, gosh um i'd say oatmeal chocolate chip okay uh what would be the most embarrassing song on a playlist of yours embarrassing hey <laughs> uh <laughs> let's see here let me open up a playlist and i'll tell you <laughs> what it be. it's gonna be pretty funny let's see hmm. shaggy okay which one um uh, probably angel oh, okay <laughs> I don't know. Most people are just like, oh, I'm not embarrassed by anything I listen to. And it's like, okay. Well, yeah, I shouldn't be that embarrassed by it because it's a banger. Oh, right? yeah. That's an absolute gem. Just. Yeah. Then it's usually, okay, what's a song that, you know, people wouldn't expect you to listen to or something like that? Usually it's just the question gets turned into. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, God, I don't know, man. That's that's a tough one. Um, oh, I got a bunch of stuff from like Eurovision contests. So you got a song called, like, uh, what was it? Uh, like, will like feed that wolf a banana or something oh it's yeah. the most weirdest song in the world but i really like um um nothing breaks like a heart by miley cyrus <laughs> oh i can't remember the last miley cyrus song i listened to it might have actually been like some from like hannah montana from growing oh, up yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah but that one she sounds a lot just like exactly dolly parton and it's pretty cool oh wow all right what's the most canadian thing about yourself most Canadian thing about me is that I love hockey and I love my Edmonton Oilers. Oh, geez, you're an Oiler fan. <laughs> yeah, man. Oiler fan since 1981. Oh, wow. Since I was a little, little tyke. Yeah, well, I guess there hasn't been a team in Saskatchewan. So. Yeah, I saw a goalie making these acrobatic saves and he had a big ass afro. And I'm like, <laughs> I like this. I like this team. It wasn't even because of Gretzky. It was because of Grant oh, There you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. I grew up surrounded by Leaf fans, so it's surprising to anybody that I'm not a Leaf fan. So growing up in Southern Ontario, it's it's sacrilegious. I'm the only person in my entire family that watches the CFL and doesn't cheer for the Riders. So, oh, there you go. <laughs> I, so one of the few uh, Toronto I teams be- I cheer for is the Argos. So, <laughs> oh, that's yeah. I didn't know there was actual Argo fans out there. Wow. Yeah, we're uh, <laughs> far and few in between. Going to some games at BMO there. It's a sea of green, not blue or white. So, Well, my first um, childhood dream was to be uh, the next Grand Fear. Like, so I, I, I became a goalie, and I was really good. But uh, my family just couldn't afford to keep me in it, especially as a goalie. It's oh, just, yeah. It's so expensive. Yeah, my parents had to try to talk my brother out of his dream of being a goalie. So <laughs> at a certain point, yeah. it's like, ah. <laughs> No, you can play forward. It, man. I think I could have made it. I played one semi-professional game um, replacing Gord Downey for the Canadian musicians team. And we played the Americans in a, in a big charity game. And um, it was my big debut <laughs> on, the, on the ice. And they had, uh, the Americans had, uh, it was the captain of the team was um, from Bad Religion. And it was a bunch of, bunch of punk rockers on that team. And uh, we had a bunch of guys from The Odds and Salvador Dream and a bunch of Canadian bands, I think, Trouble Charger. And, uh, yeah, and, uh, yeah, I got the MVP. (laughs) 
<laughs> there you we, go. We went, we went in the shootout. I stopped all of the, every shot, every breakaway. Well, and, there you uh, go. I got to do a much music hockey interview, which was like my dream. <laughs> it was so great. Oh, yeah. Well, if the Edmonton Oilers hear this, maybe you can be the next uh, David Ayers. I, I can be the emergency <laughs> backup for sure. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I retired after that. So uh, I'm, I'm 1 and 0. Oh. There you go. Last yeah. organized basketball game I played in was a co-ed one. I just threw up. Just like It was like a buzzer beater. I thought I missed. Apparently, it just went swish, and I'm just like, all right, I'm done. Can't beat a half court. It's like swish buzzer beater at halftime. I'm done. Yeah. Never played an organized game of basketball again. There you go, man. <laughs> oh, what is the oddest or weirdest question you've ever been asked in an interview? Oddest or weirdest question? Oh, my God. Um, uh I haven't been asked anything too weird lately. I'm trying to, I'd have to go way back to uh, think of that. I think someone asked me what my favorite drug of choice was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, uh, I, don't really, <laughs> I don't really do drugs, but uh, but at the time, you know, I was like, I was kind of into mushrooms. So, oh, there you um, go. Mm-hmm. I've known a lot of people who got it when I was living in Whistler that did shrooms, and well. They had their own little rolls in the snow. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot of fun until you have a bad trip. <laughs> I still haven't never, tried it yet. I meant to do it while I was in Whistler. Again. <laughs> yeah, I meant to do it at one point when I was in Whistler. It just never came before I left living there. So, Okay, I guess I know what we're doing next week when I come. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thank you so much for your time, Earl, man. Hey, my, my pleasure, man. I'm looking forward to... Uh, to meeting you and seeing everybody out at our show at uh, Peace River Brewing next Thursday, April 6th. Thank you once again, Earl, for taking the time to talk with me. I cannot wait to get to check you guys out on Thursday when you guys are up here in Peace River playing the Peace River Brewing and Distillery. Should be a good show from everything I hear. You've been checking out a lot of the music in the lead up to the interview. They sound absolutely amazing. And I always have a bit of a soft spot for acts from Saskatchewan. My family's from Saskatchewan. And we did talk after the interview, and I am not related to the person he was seeing from around Tantalon. That was a bit of a shocker. The way he started describing the person, I'm going, oh, oh, crap. That sounds like somebody I know. Oh, wait, no, it's not. Thank goodness. (laughs) That would have been really, really funny, to say the least. Yeah. Cannot wait to get to check out the steadies again. I have the links... So you can pre-save their upcoming song, their philophobia. That will be uh, included with this episode there, so you can pre-save that. Also, there's a link there if you are up in and around the Peace River area and you want to check out the studies at the Peace River Brewing and Distillery. Yeah, link for tickets for that will be up there as well. Good times to be had by all. Hopefully, I will be back sooner rather than later with more episodes here for you. But... Uh, until then, don't forget to subscribe. We are You can subscribe on many, many different platforms, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. You can do it on right on SoundCloud if you really want to. I mean, always check out brothegorilla.ca, blog post, photography, and obviously episodes of Going Ape. Shh. Yeah. But until then, check out the socials. Like, subscribe. All helps out in the end. Good night, everybody. Yeah.